Sports Radio. Weekends. Let's bring in the leisure men. Paul Pabst and Andrew Perloff. The show starts right now. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Leisuremen on a Sunday night. I'm Andrew Perloff. He's Paul Pabst. We are in Olympic Central here in Stamford, <laughs> Connecticut. There's former Olympians running around the building, hundreds of millennials doing things on computers we don't <laughs> understand. It's an absolute mob scene. We're watching sprinting. Pauly, do you have that Olympic spirit? I am locked in. Usain Bolt is on the track getting set up. There's a long way to go until he races, but uh, keep an eye on that on NBC. We also got a little football, a little preseason football, which you love. Yeah, Brock Osweiler's debut. Blaine Gabbert making some nice plays. I saw Carlos Hyde back on the field for the 49ers. That is a tricky quarterback situation among many. There's a lot of weird quarterback yeah. situations. I think the Niners is an underrated weird quarterback situation. Colin Kaepernick two years ago was about to become like the next Madden cover guy. He was one of the faces of the NFL. Yeah. Remember we went to that we went to some party during Super Bowl week. He was standing in front of a Lamborghini with like a ten thousand dollar leather jacket, and I was like, here this is his life now. <laughs> He's like an RG, a version of RG three, a very incredibly a mobile quarterback, had these highlight plays, and then just sort of fell back. I mean, Harbaugh left. That hurt. And Griffin is back, Robert Griffin Jr., the third, your buddy, and uh, he's with the Browns. Yeah, he's one game in. It hasn't gotten hurt. It seems like there's a lot of upside for him, though. If he plays even, let's say he throws 20 touchdowns and 10 picks yeah. this year and 3,000 yards. And wins five games. It's a low bar in Cleveland. Yes. And it should be. They do not have a lot of time. By the way, Tom Savage Former Rutgers quarterback just checked in for the Texans. I call him Tom Savage. I just <laughs> want to point that out. Is he is he European? Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into leisureman approved, not approved, Paulie. Right. Uh, you want to start us off? Well, explain the segment. Oh, okay. Most of the country knows the details. All right. So leisureman approved, not approved. It's a it's a brand new concept on sports. We're going to take a story and we're going to say whether we approve of what's happening or disapprove. It's you might say we're going to buy it or we're going to sell it. This is this is new territory in sports radio, Paul. All right. I'm throwing it out there. If you took away, I'm going to th- take Tom Brady and Michael Jordan off the board. In the past 25 years, is an athlete's career in any sport you take over Michael Phelps? Approved or approved, there is no athlete other than Michael Phelps I'd take. Not me. I would take a lot of athletes. Because of? Sw- I, don't, I don't want to dominate swimming. Because of the sport swimming? Yeah, because of sport swimming. Because, and I'll tell you why, it's such a small field you're going against. You're not one of the greatest athletes. You know how many people swim? Does it bother you that you only get to perform on a national stage basically one week every four years? Yeah, yeah. You have. Four, I mean, I'm sure you're in world championships, but I mean, I've said this before. If you're an elite soccer player, you're competing against the entire world. There's it, an almost everybody's picking up a soccer ball. And great soccer players, they play about 40 weeks a year. 40, yeah, 45, 50 matches a year. This is just my preference. I want to dunk a basketball. I want to hit a home run. I want to throw a touchdown. So pass. it's not against his success. It's against the actual sport he plays and the way it's perceived worldwide. Yeah, and also, what's a swimming highlight? You can't sort of, you know, you can't have a 360. What's the equivalent of a 360 dunk? What about immortality? Eh. (laughs) (laughs) I take... Paul, honestly... (laughs) I would take... That may be the funniest thing I've heard in a month. I take Vince Carter over Michael Phelps any day. <laughs> the guy so, jumped over Frederick Weiss. How about you? I, what's your answer? Immortality eh, is our eh. next T-shirt, I think. Right. You know what? Well, you're a, gone. You're gone. What, what's your take? There's a lot to be said for being called the greatest Olympian of all time. And the next guy who's going to catch you has a long road ahead of him. It, usually you say, like, oh, I can't see. Th- I, I see it happening in our lifetime. Someone's going to be better than Phelps. Yeah. Usain Bolt getting ready on the track. Ooh, that's good. Okay, my first leisureman approved, not approved. Also Olympics. U.S. Hoops has another close game 
They were close against Serbia today, close against France. Approve or disprove, I do not like the U.S. Hoops roster. There are a lot of players who are good at getting their shot. There are not a lot of guys who make other players better on this team. Uh, approved. Uh, I'm not going to say the roster. I'm going to say the concept of USA basketball is, disappro- uh, is I approve is, is flawed because it's an all-star team that gets to play together for a couple weeks, and they're completely confident. They're playing against a bunch of international players that get a lot more experience during the year, and the international team is a much bigger priority. And to knock off the U.S. will be the greatest achievement of their lives. And for USA basketball, it's like, all right, we're going to run through – pick up our gold and, you know, get a new in- endorsement here, here or there, and maybe just step up, stay on a nice boat. It's not a big priority. I don't know how you make it a priority, though. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, first of all, if LeBron and Steph were there, it might be different, but it's just the kind of players they have, like Carmelo, Ky- Kyrie Irving. But who do you take? Do you take a bunch of guys who are averaging 12 points and six rebounds? Like, do you want Paul Millsap on the team? Do you want... Uh... Yes, a Paul Millsap would help that team probably. But also, who's the guy who's... Name one guy who's had an exciting dunk in this tournament. I know Paul George had an exciting miss. But DeMarcus Cousins is inside. It's just not... To me, there's something about this team that's kind of clunky. I just notice that every time. Kevin Durant will get a nice outside shot. But it's not... They don't do anything easy like the original Dream Team. It feels like an all-star game where the, the result doesn't matter. And they're just kicking the ball around and all being nice to each other. Because they're... Yes. They're, they're putting their own skills on the back burner. Which is a na- natural thing. But it's also... I do not think this is a great Olympic roster. But what are they supposed to do? Slap the floor and put the, put the hammer down and try to beat France by 60 for, for the entire game? They, they could try it. By the way, uh, I'll tell you right now, there's, there are not that many. Boris Diaw on France, for example, there's not a huge talent differential between the guys on the American team and Boris Diaw. He has no fear of any of them. He's played against them his whole life. Yeah, Boris Diaw, he's a role player and has been a role player his entire life, so he knows that role of being a role player. Sorry but also, though, when he's on France, he knows he can step up and be the star. I'm telling you, there's not that fine a line between some. There are a lot of pros on France. Uh, what's that big guy, Rudy... The guy you Gobert? Love? Yeah. Love he, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Gobert. Gobert. Now, All wait, right. what are we watching, Paul? Quickly, a live leisureman approved. Usain Bolt wins by more than a body length, by more than two body lengths. He's about to get in his heat in the 100 meter semifinal. He's about to take off as we speak. Okay. Oh, false start. Oh, false start. Oh, that was a bit of a letdown. <laughs> I love how Usain like, shushes the crowd. Yeah. My, my wife goes, why is he shushing him? And I said, because he could. All right, give me another approved, not approved while we're waiting right, for the leisureman them to reset. approved, not approved. There is no better title in all of sports, nay, the entire world, than Usain Bolt's title of the fastest man ever to walk the earth. Eh. Oh, you, you don't like immortality? You don't like fa- I'd rather be... But when is that? Yeah, maybe in 1976. Does anyone care about that? Can you name who, who was the fastest man before Bolt? Was it Justin Gatlin? I don't- yeah, Gatlin's been there. Carl Lewis has been there. It's not like it used to be because doping. Similar to the heavyweight title, it's like home runs in baseball. I think doping sort of killed that. Kind of really do. And the eighties. Remember when you're seventies and eighties? If you're the heavyweight title, you're you're the baddest man on the planet. If you won the, if you're the absolutely great analogy. Yeah, but I like the idea of it's a fact. He's the fastest human ever born. There's not like a discussion where it's Mike Tyson or or Sugar Ray or you know any any fighter that you like where it's, it's subjective. I, I get what you're saying. So, yeah, for me, it does, it does not do that much. How about you, Paul? I totally approved. That's the title I want. I want to walk into, a, a, like, a party and say, like, there's not anyone in this, this country that could beat me in a race. That, that's a good feeling. But, or being a boxer that nobody could beat you in a fight, that would be good, too. But you can get lucky. You can't get lucky on him. 
of course, I say that now he's going to lose later. Yeah, he's probably going to. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt here after you say that. Now he's a. They're in the blocks. I think this is not going to be a false start. Oh, here they go. We'll keep an eye on it. The uh, world record is nine point five eight. The Olympic record is nine point six three. Wow, Bolt's actually not that far ahead. But yeah. this is just a heat. At the sixty yard mark, he started looking side to side and smiling at his competitors while they were running their hearts out. That was yeah. That wasn't the blowout I expected, but he did. <laughs> He did come in first. He just ran a 9.84 10 years ago. That would have been the world record. And he, he casually ran a 9.84. Yeah, I think he, he jogged in the last part of it. Okay, I got another approved, not approved. Leisure been approved or not approved. Giancarlo Stanton injured for the Marlins. That leaves an opening for A-Rod back to Miami. Approved, not approved. The Marlins should kick the tires on to see if A-Rod wants to come back. Should. Yeah, I'm going to approve that. And I think if they do, A-Rod will play there and try to get that 700 home run because you can't take it away from him. Once he gets to 700, it, again, it, there's no asterisks. There's, it's a fact. He's got 700. He's still got the deal with the Yankees. I don't think this deal with the Yankees for the next couple of years. Well, I know. That's the question. What happens with the – they had this feel-good thing going on with the Yankees. But they don't want him to play. So – it's not like they had some big retirement ceremony for him the other night. He What, do you have a two-run uh, double or something like that? Yeah, but it was, it was actually they went out on a positive note after a few years of trouble. You know, uh, the Marlins are actually in the wild card mix. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I mean, what, what, whatever you feel about A-Rod, that would be great drama. I get more winded brushing back. my teeth than Usain Bolt got just running the 100-meter dash right now. <laughs> oh, there he goes. He's, uh, they're showing the replay. He's looking left, looking right. You know, I don't know, Paulie. That did not strike me as a, a dominant Usain Bolt run. Well, he's saving it. You know where he's saving yeah, it for the final. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So you're uh, all right, this you're one, good with a Rod. Okay. Uh, here's my last one. The Rams made him. The Los Angeles Rams made a mistake for trading up to get Jared Goff at number one, the quarterback out of Cal. Yes or no? Did they make a mistake trading up to get Jared Goff? I wouldn't say it's a mistake because I think Goff's going to be good. But good. I think he's going to be good. But I know exactly where you're going. They have nothing there. The best way to complete a pass for a Rams quarterback is to scramble down the field and hand it off to the receiver. Because if you're going to try the pass, you do not know what's going to happen. It never made sense to me. When I saw that move, they had traded way up. Everyone said, well, you want to make a big splash by getting a good-looking young quarterback number one. You know what makes a big splash? Make the playoffs in year one. What if with that, those draft picks they took a really good wide receiver and oh. a really good D end? And they didn't give up next year's first round. Draft yeah, but pick. then they're say they're nine and seven. They're never going to get a look at the f- number one pick again. You need an elite quarterback to win. If they had no quarterback, I would say yes. But I think Case Keenum is way better. Not way better. He is a a B quarterback, a solid B. Hmm. And I think you could make it to the playoffs with a solid B guy. If you have a C minus guy, you got to do whatever you can. You always say do whatever you can to get a franchise quarterback. Jared Goff didn't do enough in college to make me think I have to get him. I watched a lot of those late night games. Carson Wentz is the same deal. He's a great run-and-shoot, run-and-pass quarterback at the 1AA level, but I don't know that he's special. He's not Andrew Luck. Wow. Coming wow. out of college. Yeah, it, no, you had me excited. You know, you found Wentz. Uh, <laughs> that's how, how we tell the story. I, I like but the, you knew about Wentz early. I, I saw that preseason game. I, I was just impressed by how he moved. Somebody, somebody came in, on a, somebody missed a block, and a fast defensive end came right at him. He zipped across like... He ran away from him, no problem, and through the pass. He's very mobile. Yeah, I, I don't want my quarterback running uh, ahead of the line of scrimmage. I want him like Russell Wilson. I want him like Aaron Rodgers where they scramble to get the pass off. 
and only get yardage if they absolutely have to. Jared Goff can't run to save his life, which is perfect. He's a pure <laughs> yeah. dropback guy. Yeah, you know, Wentz is definitely in the Andrew Luck. All right, uh, I have another Legion of Improved. Let's save it, though, for the next save segment. It. It's a preseason one. It involves two big personalities. So I'm going to hit you with that next. You should stick around. We are the Leisurmen on NBC Sports Radio. Booyah. Find what you want when you need it. NBC Sports Radio is online and on demand. Stay tuned. More coming at you next. You're listening to The Leisureman on NBC Sports Radio. I'm Paul Papps. He's Andrew Perloff. You can reach The Leisureman at The Leisureman on Twitter, at Paul Papst and at Andrew Perloff, of course, NBCSportsRadio.com, the app, XM202, Series 213, and... And we are brought to you by Granger, serving you with the products you need to help keep your facility running. Call, click, or stop by today. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, we're keeping an eye on the 100-meter uh, finals. They've gone through a couple heats. Justin Gatlin, Johan Blake, all the usual suspects. Usain Bolt will all be in the mix. It's going to be a good time. About an hour and a half from now. Paul, let me tell you, I did some research. I could tell you exactly when the final is. The 100-meter final the to, 100... the, to the exact minute? Well, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but there's a fancy database out there, and I was walking through the halls to Set get Set the banana. scene where we're at. Uh, we're in Stanford, Connecticut, at NBC headquarters, and there are hundreds of people in the hallways. Hmm. Everyone is on top of all sorts of events. And They're they must, streaming uh, them. They're doing all sorts of putting things on the website. And they must recognize you because you're one of the members of the Dan Patrick Show, which is every day on NBC Sports Network. Yes, and I'm wearing a Dan Patrick Show hat, and, you know, I'm McLovin. Everyone knows me on the Dan Patrick Show. <laughs> so I was walking by, and I asked just randomly. It, it popped in my head, when is the final? Turns out the last race is at 9.25 p.m. Eastern time. Uh-oh. Now, Paulie, I'm bunking with you tonight. Let's set the scene there. Yeah. Now, I live in Connecticut, not too far from the DP Show Studios, which we're working to do the show tomorrow morning, as we always do. And Andrew McLevin Perloff is going to be bunking at the Pabst household. Yes, I spent the day at a mansion in the Westport, Connecticut mansion. region. I really did. It was the most bizarre thing. They had, a, they had a movie room at this house. Like, there was movie seats, and we watch a kid's movie. Would you spend money on a movie room like Tony Soprano in the Yes, I would. I think that's one of the things if I had, you know, that kind of dough you could just let go with of I would definitely get a movie screening room in my house. Okay, so but I was local, so my wife took the car back to I live in Brooklyn. So I'm crashing with you, which is right. no big deal. Uh we do that kind of thing all the time. Except now we are in betwixt and in between. What are we gonna do for Usain Bolt's we are run? Exactly twenty four miles away from my compound and so that means if we left here at 9 o'clock Eastern, we're going to cut it right to when Usain Bolt starts running, which we want to see all the theatrics, all his before-the-race stuff. Well, are we, are we getting food, too? Or are you, are we had dinner already. Did, oh, I'm, I'm hosting tonight, I guess. I no, I, meant, I thought we might stop and get some barbecue as you know, per usual. There's a place called Dinosaur Barbecue. Shout out to get free. Are they open right now? If they're open at 10, we're going there to watch Usain. Okay. Or do we ask someone at your house... The Paf's house. Now, when you say someone, that means my wife? Yes. Can, I don't know how to put Am I allowed to say, can you tell your wife to DVR it right now? Is that overstepping my bounds Let as a guest? Let me tell you who you're dealing with, big boy. I'm Paul Paf's here, and, and watching Usain Bolt run tonight is one of the priorities of my life. I text my wife and say, can you please, in the office, DVR NBC from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m.? So we're going to watch it. So, But you like to be on top of it for social media. Are you okay watching a five-minute behind race? Yes. 
other because I still want the build. Okay, but we can't look at our phones at all. Right. You got oh. you got to lock it down. This is gonna be tense because you love spoilers. I know I love spoilers. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. I found out all the spoilers through Hollywood connections. I will get anything spoiled. I love, by the way, this has been a very live Olympics. It's been pretty cool that we haven't, you know, there's definitely been a lot of re-airs in primetime. But generally, there have been some big things that have been live. The big thing about the Olympics is the time zone. And it's only, compared to the United States, it's only one hour ahead from from East Coast time. So basically, most Olympic events, the good ones, the big ones, not the, not the good ones, I should say, but the high-profile ones are getting a lot of primetime coverage. You can watch a lot on your computer, on an app, midday. You might not be able to watch it live on television. The toughest part is still with social media to ignore. When, when the U.S. Uh, Olympic uh, uh, gymnastics team wins, yeah. wins gold, it's hard to avoid it. Oh, there are headlines everywhere. Yeah, it, it's the, you know, that's a dilemma of our age. But I'm okay with that. We too. Remember we, we came up with this idea four years ago. Nothing ever came of it because we moved on. What if you had an Olympic tweet blocker on your phone and you could type into your phone block reports about these names, Biles, Bolt, uh, Phelps, and you do that and say, for the next two weeks, can I block these names from coming down to my timeline and my feed? I don't know if it would work. Why don't you just not look at Twitter? That, that'll work. Yeah, but, Paul, now I think it's interesting. You hit on something. We are Twitter addicts. You know, I think and a lot of people are. I try to be better. I'm trying to be better. Um, yeah, but isn't it amazing how social media, and it's not just us, not just sports people, everybody. I was at a party today. Everybody's going on their phone, looking on Instagram and Facebook to see what their friends are doing. I was driving down the road on the way here, and there's this man driving, and he was probably, and I'm not being joking, he's probably 95 years old driving this car. His wife was probably about 90, and she's on her phone just jabbing away, a 95-year-old woman, 90-year-old woman just jabbing away on her phone. Oh, yeah, my mom's in her 70s, and she told me, she's like, oh, I saw that on your Instagram feed. I'm like, oh, good, good to know that Instagram is uh, past due. It's no longer cool, so I got to be looking for the next thing. I did a move the other day. My wife and I went to a a little shindig. This is about two weeks ago, and we're on our way there, and uh, she said something like, um, I go, I'm going to leave my wallet in the car. I leave my wallet. She goes, yeah, leave your phone, too. Ha, ha, I didn't bring my phone. She goes, really? I go, yeah, I don't need it tonight. She's like, wow, that's, that's, that's big time for you. That's, I think it was an accident, but I played it off as like, I'm focused on you, baby. That is weird, dude. <laughs> I, now, so you're telling me in a normal dinner with your wife, you do not look at your phone once? It depends what the work situation is. If it's like a Tuesday night, we have work the next day, yeah, because you got to keep an eye on sports in the industry we're in. But on a Saturday night? Yeah, I guess there's no reason to do it. If I see a text, I'll, oh, someone needs me right now, but no, nah, not too much. What about just avoiding human contact because intimacy makes you uncomfortable? Yeah, that I try to do 24-7, as they say. Yeah, I think we all do. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, we have Scary least, security just We had leisure and leftovers we never yeah. got. Oh, we never got I got it approved, not approved. And also... Uh, we had any kind of trouble here, Paulie? There's a lot of kind of scary-looking folks around There's a couple here. of security guys looking on because they have no idea what we're doing here in the studio. A lot of people <laughs> at NBC are thinking the same thing. All right, stick around. We're the Leisurman. This is NBC Sports Radio. This is the Leisurman. I'm Andrew Perloff. He's Paul Paps. It is an Olympic Sunday here in Stanford, Connecticut, at the NBC Sports headquarters. It's still hopping. There are so many. Paul, I walked down the halls. There's so many sports going on right now. I'm thinking to myself, this is it all happening in Rio right now? Yeah, there's still a lot going on. We're watching a lot of track and field tonight, like 10,000-meter women. Usain Bolt about 40 minutes away on NBC. Yeah, that's going to be great. Let's bring I, the music down a little bit, shall we? 
Well, we're rocking, dude. At some point, I just, I'm feeling it, dude. I'm playing live. I'm actually have a live studio. Are we in a rush concert? I'm on the bass right now. All right, here we go. All right, we have uh, some extra leisureman approved, not approved. Oh, leftovers? Leftovers that we teased last segment, but we'll get to now. I'm going to give you one. All right, the Colts sat out Andrew Luck in their preseason opener. Owner Jim Irsay said it's because Bill's coach, Rex Ryan, does not understand the word preseason. Basically, Rex Ryan has its reputation for blitzing in the preseason. So the Colts said, you know what? We'll wait a week for Andrew Luck to come back and uh, show what he's got this year. Do you approve or not approve of the Colts move? I, I think I approve of it because you can't do anything this year without Andrew Luck. That being said, I'll bet you, I bet you Rex Ryan loved it. Love that. Oh, the intimidation. It. Yes. Whether you want to call it intimidation, but just his name on their lips saying, hey, they're afraid of me in a preseason game. I think the Buffalo Bills. I'm thinking about jumping on the bandwagon. Wow. I like Tyrod Taylor. He's never going to be a household name, but he has that um, He has that all-purpose. He can run a little bit, but he doesn't run all day, and he's a, he's a good thrower. I'm, I'm kind of sneaky. Gonna, Leisureman approved, not approved. Bill's a fun team to jump on the bandwagon for because nobody does it. I approve. Tyrod Taylor signed a huge deal six years. He signed six years, $92 million really? extension. Wow. Yeah, so they committed to him. Now I think he's overrated, though. Yeah, now, exactly. He was fun when he was a little story. Uh, you know, they have some, you know, the thing was, last year the defense was not good. Randomly, Rex Ryan's a defensive coach, so he brought in his brother who had some issues down in New Orleans. Do you make any decisions? So we'll during, see. Do you change your mind at all during the preseason? Or oh, yeah. Moment to moment. But then do you, like, wash it all away in three weeks from now and say, all right, Let's go back to what these teams are all about. That's smart. You really should. So like, um, I'm not great at uh, predictions, by the way. I get overreactive to preseason. I fall in love. I'll tell you right now, there's a couple teams I'm in love with. I'm, I'm in love with the Steelers right? because they're healthy now. You know, the suspensions haven't kicked in. And I'm in love, and I think you might be too. I know you were in love with them last year, the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I thought the Cardinals, I, that was my Super Bowl pick last year. They have the defense. They have the offense. I, I like the Steelers, too, because people focus on Le'Veon Bell, and they have De- D'Angelo Williams as their backup running back. Yeah. Probably the top two or three best backup running back situation in the Absolutely. league. Absolutely. Maybe he, the best. He could start on probably 20 teams. Yeah, he did great last year. It looks good this year. Uh, plus, you know, the suspension, I, a four-game suspension, and this applies to Brady as well. I don't consider that the end of the world. It's not the end of the world because Le'Veon Bell gets four less games of pounding and comes in fresh in week five. As long as they go two and two, the Steelers will be just fine. Right. And and even in New England, Brady misses that game one where they're at Arizona. Uh, and Chandler Jones is going to be chomping at the bit to face his former team. He's now on the Cardinals, the defensive end. So I'm like, you know, Tom Brady is not going to be sitting there taking hits from that Cardinals defense. That's not so bad. Here's a hypothetical. What if you were, you've got a four-game suspension like Tom Brady and Le'Veon Bell did? Or you could say you'll pass on the four-game suspension. You get to play those four games. But if you make the playoffs, you miss the first playoff game. No, you, you can't. <laughs> There's two, there aren't enough playoff games. That's part of the reason Brady took the deal, because he didn't want the suspension delayed and then to get him in the playoffs. So that risk is everything, for, especially if you're Brady, because you know you're going to be there. All right, Leisureman approved, not approved. Both, both Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt will compete in the Olympics four years from now. Approved. 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 Who's most likely, least likely? I think Phelps, because his sport... Seems like there's a little more longevity. Now, I used to think swimming was a young man's game, but Phelps at 31 now has proven that wrong. 35, totally gold medal range for today's swimmers. I think there's too much money to pass. You know, you can't really hurt your legacy. If Usain Bolt doesn't win the 100 four years from now, 
He's still Usain Bolt. And he makes millions by appearance fees just to the leading up to those Olympics. Same thing with Michael Phelps. Nobody really has enough money. I've never really had anyone say, no, no, stop giving me money. If Michael Phelps decides to race and he waits two years to do so and lets it simmer, lets yeah. it burn, lets us forget about him a little bit, then he announces a year and a half out, I'm racing, all those sponsors line up to sign up for Michael Phelps again because he's still the biggest watch, amount of time watched. There's nobody better than Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt runs three events. Right. And the, the commercial time is not as strong as Michael Phelps. He owns a week. Maybe Simone Biles? Simone Biles is big. But if you told, but she, she, she doesn't compete that many minutes either. No, but she, women's gymnastics overall rates huge. Yeah, that's the that that's the big fish over there. What if what if the American athletes can somehow get like <laughs> a can of worms? They could get a part of the endorsement dollars, the uh, the ad dollars. Well, they do. They get individual deals though. Simone Biles already has a ton of them. Phelps has a ton of them. Endorsements. But what if they there was tied to, oh, ra- to ratings the overall during ratings? Like imagine ratings during your event, and you got a bonus if your ratings were high. Do you well, look at your mic flag right now? What are you talking about, Paulie? Don't we're not stop that. They I'm need sure. to pay for the leisureman. We don't. We're not going to share money with Michael Phelps. The leisureman is pro bono, baby. Yeah. Uh, now, meanwhile, Mister Bolt, I don't know about coming back in four years for him because it's not like he's he's winning by a fraction of a second, even when he's dominating the field. Right. That is. That seems a little odd. I. I this is going to sound ridiculous. It shows I don't know what to think. He looked a little bit like an old man in that last heat. There, he was kind of limping around. Limping. He, as he as he went nine eight four in the hundred meters, which yeah, was, one it was of the like yeah. ten best scores of all time, best times of all time. I don't know. We'll see how his he final do, time tonight is. He does. If you watch him coming out of the blocks, he is kind of a. He comes out kind of creaky. His legs. He's not built. Well, this is going to be something. You would never choose a six five guy to run in this race. It's weird that he got into it. People wanted him to do the four hundred meters. They wanted him to do longer races because the longer stride is better over a long distance. Most 100-meter runners are no more than 6'2". Maybe I think Linford Christie from Britain was about 6'3". and was considered a monster. Look at you with the Linford Christie Love reference. Linford Christie. Dude, you are, you're in deep. So I'm coming over to your house tonight. Is there like seven monitors going on that you're getting everything coming in the, the whole Olympic field? I love on DirecTV, Channel 205. There's six events going once. You get to choose them. The man cave will be rolling. We'll be settling downstairs, maybe a little root beer, You know, see what happens, and get Usain Bolt, watch nine seconds, and hit the sack. <laughs> okay, so it's not going to be a late night of. Uh, it's not going to be like I saw it's, the gymnastics was over at like eleven, and you Oof. know, you know, we are, you know, we're, we're not late night people who have a morning show. But, uh, by the way, I have the Leisureman Tip of the Week. I don't know if this is sponsored or not, but I went and looked at a used car today. Yes, the biggest mistake you can you do when you're selling a used car, if you listen to one thing we tell you, wash your used car before you sell it. <laughs> I went and looked at this used car. It was like a 2007 Volvo, whatever. It was dirty. I think there was a Burger King wrapper in the back. And, and I think he had cigarette ashes in the, in the tray. You didn't even look at it. Spend 15 bucks to get your car cleaned, and you could make about twice as much when you sell a car. Now, you don't, you don't seem to care about the warranty thing, about getting the, what's it called, a, the refurbished. You know how if you get, like, a, like a Honda or a Toyota with 50,000? Like, three years off lease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get a new 100,000 miles. So you're okay buying a, a 2007 Volvo Without a new warranty. Yeah, there's only certain cars. As long, you know, we're the leisure. We talk about these kind of things, cars. Probably the best deal in cars right now or in the past decade has been if you buy – most leases are three years. So let's say you go to a dealership right now and you're looking for a Volvo or a uh, whatever, a Subaru. Let's say you're looking for a Subaru Forester, right? Right. You buy – you go and look at a, ni- a 2013 Subaru Foresters that just came off lease. They got like 50,000 miles. They're three years old. What they'll do is to get you in, to buy a car that's three years old. 
they'll double the warranty. Right, that's what I'm talking it's about. It's actually way better than the original factory warranty on a brand new car. So let's say you're buying a 2013 Subaru Forester that was 35000 brand new, and you're getting it for 22000 three years later. But you get double the warranty. Right. That's what that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the probably the best deal. You still have to pay for it. The problem is you can't lease a car like that. You have to buy it outright so your payments are higher. So I can't lease because I, I you know, I get about hundred and fifty miles a day. How many miles a year do you do on your Honda Accord, your O nine Honda Accord? Okay. Twenty two thousand? More, I think. I'm at uh so I bought in two thousand nine and I'm at about two hundred twenty five thousand miles. <laughs> so I can't do Wait, the math. That's six years. That's uh yeah, that's over you're, 30. You're almost, you're almost 30,000 miles a year. No, I'm more than that. Six years. Oh, no, no, you're right. Seven, seven years. You're about 30,000 miles a year. That, you're like the guy on, uh, I mean, when he's flying across country, that movie with uh, George Clooney, you should get like some type of a card from Honda, most miles. Oh, uh, up in the air when yeah. he was a businessman. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of lame of me when you put it like that. 30,000 is a lot? 30,000 a year? That's, yeah. That's three times the average person. All right, Pauly. Uh, we'll get more into cars. Uh, we'll wrap it up in the next segment. We'll talk a little more Olympics. And we're going to tell you what the story that's going to take over the airwaves, the Internet, tomorrow morning. That's next on the Leisureman NBC Sports Radio. Boom. All right, wrapping things up here on the Leisureman. Andrew Perloff here with Paul Paps. Pauly, tell us how you can get it done. Go to Granger.com. I'm on there right now. Granger, you got a facility, you need products, all types of products. Go to Granger.com. Granger for the ones who get things done. Okay, Paul. So Monday morning, it's kind of obvious, one of the headlines. But tell me a few of the things that TV shows, radio shows, that everybody's going to be talking about. Maybe the water cooler. Yeah. What's the sports thing we're talking about? Here's what you're going to hear on sports radio tomorrow. Now, Usain Bolt is pending. So assuming Usain Bolt wins... There's not a lot of Usain Bolt talk because what's there to talk about with Usain Bolt? He won again. Big deal. Which, it's congratulations to him. It's awesome. But Phelps Bolt, should they retire? Should they come back? Yep. Will they come back? What's the upside, downside for each? Phelps is going to be tribute day for Phelps still. The people on those morning shows are still going to give Phelps his walk-off 23 golds. I'm curious. I think there's going to be a lot of rookie quarterback talk. Yep. One of the things we love to do in the preseason is is break apart the rookie quarterbacks, the good and the bad, like, There'll be a lot of Dak Prescott talk with the Cowboys. Like, wow, is he the the future couple of years? Tony Romo's getting old. Jared Goff, how did he look? And they'll they'll parse down his play-by-play. Uh, I, my Twitter feed is loaded with people saying, wait, Dak Prescott went later than Jared Goff, and Dak Prescott looks more like the star NFL quarterback. But that's preseason week one. A lot less pressure on Dak Prescott where he was picked and also a lot better talent and offensive line around him. Oh, yeah. He was throwing back shoulder passes to Des Bryant. Yeah. Jared Goff does not have that luxury. You know, another headline, and this is a fresh one that might be around tomorrow morning. NFL.com, Brock Osweiler underwhelms in Texans debut. Apparently it was 4 of 7, 27 yards. So that's an interesting. It's not just the rookies. It's also the guys in new places and like a guy like Mark Sanchez in Denver. These guys are under the microscope and everyone's looking for a negative storyline there. I think you need two weeks to drop the underwhelm word. If like he does four for 11 next week and throws for 28 yards in week three, isn't week three the game where they play it somewhat for real that first quarter? first half. Yeah. Week three is the big one. Then week four, you won't see the first team guys. So. Yeah, but uh, I think Osweiler is going to have a lot. I think Denver is going to have a lot of attention on it. I think Osweiler, people are going to expect big things. There's a lot of pressure for Houston this year. Houston as well. I think Denver is fascinating with Trevor Simeon, who nobody knows, but yeah. he's been in the program for a while. Mark Sanchez, who 
you, you could get 20 different opinions on him from 20 different people. And Paxton Lynch, who, if, as you say, he's the quarterback you think needs to sit for a year. No, I don't. Th- I never said that. I, I think Paxton Lynch can run. That's the thing. He's so athletic. At six seven. Yeah, he can move, dude. He he's good. I mean, I don't want my six seven target mo- going downfield with just getting cracked. No, it's something about Lynch. No, you want like you said earlier in the show. You want your quarterback to do a Russell Wilson and move, but still be able to pass the ball. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be. Like you, I just feel the Simeon vibe. Go, he's another guy who can move for a big guy. Uh, so we'll see. But Sanchez, I like Sanchez personally. That's the thing. He's great guest on the Dan Patrick show. Right. I've met him in person a couple times. And he's shown he could play the position with a good team around him, which I don't know if that proves anything. Remember a couple, about five years ago with the Jets when he had Dustin Keller, Jericho Cotri, Sean Green, and Ladanian Thomason. They had a bunch of they had a but, bunch of B level offensive players. But and, the defense won them games. Yes. That's the model in Denver. I mean, their quarterback position was a mess last year, and they won the Super Bowl. It does seem like the perfect team for Mark Sanchez to re- have a resurgence of his career. He'll probably never get credit for it, even if he has a decent year this year. Okay. Uh, one uh, more topic A Rod. Yes, A Rod. You know, Giancarlo Stanton got hurt for the Marlins. There's an opening for a <laughs> slugger. You know, could, could fit. Could you imagine if A Rod was back in the playoffs? This year? Yeah, I think that'd be awesome for A-Rod. I kind of hope he does it. I like people just stirring things up and making things uncomfortable for everybody. And as much as you like or dislike A-Rod, hell with it. Just go sign with the Marlins for the next few weeks. Try to get your four home runs, your 700, and make it to the playoffs. Because what if they went on some type of run and he's in the, the thick of things? Yeah, you know, it's funny. There are a lot of people who dislike A-Rod. They probably want him to do this even more because it's no fun now. That, even if you dislike him, it's no fun disliking him that he, now that he's retired. It's more fun to dislike him when he's out there. And he's four homers shy. It's killing me. As a guy who's into numbers, leaving four homers before 700 is totally unacceptable. It's got to be tough because, you know, that's a very small fraternity. Him, are there t- him and Barry Bonds and Babe Ruth. That's a, that's a list you want to be on. Hank Even Aaron. though there's a lot of yeah. questions. Yeah, Hank Aaron. Yeah. And there's a lot of question marks around you. All right, here's a question. We went to the at Leisureman Twitter. The max number of days in Vegas or the ideal number of days in Vegas? This guy said, Three days and two nights. I've only been to Las Vegas three times. I'm not the biggest fan. Okay, I've been probably 20, mostly in my younger... 20 times? Yeah, we used to go to Vegas all the time. Oh, in Old Pearl. Old Pearl, uh, yeah. When in my 20s, I was a bit of a party animal. And you cannot do more than two nights in Vegas. The third night, you'd be on fumes. Because they pump oxygen into everywhere you're in, so you stay up much later than you should. Now... What happens to me in Vegas, I like the nightlife. It's the daytime. When, uh, when you walk in the casino at maybe, uh, you know, like 10, 15 in the morning, and there's cigarettes, and there's, there's that weird lighting, and people are just hammering away at the slots at 10, 15 in the morning. You're like, this, it, it seems okay at night when you have a couple drinks in your hand, and it's 10, 15 at night. 10, 15 in the morning is depressing in Vegas. Yeah, you know what the best way for me is to do a bachelor party, uh, and the, there's great food in Vegas, believe it or not. There's great restaurants. So you got to do it sort of the young, the 20-something, that's tough. Two nights at most. Maybe three if you're middle-aged like us to do it at a bachelor party. Most bros I know overdo it night one and then have to pump the brakes night two. Absolutely. That's, that's a classic move on bro trips and, you know, bachelorette parties. All right, great show today. Swin Cash, NBC Sports basketball analyst. She's pretty cool. Do you think if you played her to 11 points, you could score four? No, I thought you were going to say one. <laughs> trying to be nice. I was in. about to brag. Yeah, I could score on her. I could get lucky. Gary Klein of the LA Times covers the Rams. Our buddy Andrew Siciliano, NBC Sports Gold Zone, and DirecTV's Red Zone, the best channel on TV. BJ Flores, NBC Sports Boxing. Paul, you analyst. and I against BJ Flores. If we teamed up, could we get one round? Absolutely not. You're All right. right, let's pick it. Does Usain Bolt win tonight? Yes. And does he get a world record? Yes. I'll say yes and no. Awesome. 
Thanks for listening to Leisureman. Every week here on NBC Sports Radio, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern, we had a good time. Hope you did, too. Talk to you next week. I'm Andrew. He's Paul. We're the Leisureman. Take it easy.